forever. Eternity. You don't need people anymore. Nothing you can do about it. Content. Nothing you can do. Content. You will be mashed up, cut up, repackaged for someone else's need. And the world's largest media company <laughs> creates no content. Yeah, we're not producing the content. <laughs> we're allowing users to, to share. I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. I want to know what they're talking about amongst themselves. And I want to spread that content to the people who aren't this content yet. It's normal for some things to come to your attention. And we're back for another episode of Are We Content? Where I'm your host. They call me Mr. X indeed, but you can call me Chud. And with me as always is the wonderful Moral Bob. But tonight we also have another guest. We have Old Scary World also known as Mud Flood Memes on Instagram. If, uh, you've, if you've been listening to this show, you've heard him here before. He's also been on with uh, with Adam and I on Deborah Gets Red Pilled. His Instagram is a absolute mandatory follow. So everybody get on top of that. But Old Scary, how you doing tonight? Better than ever. How you doing? Doing good, man. I have, uh, I've been breaking my back all day, and it feels great. <laughs> yeah. Hard work feels good at the end of the day. We put, sure we put a put a new twenty foot long, twenty foot by four feet long bed into our garden space that we're gonna nice. start prepping up for next year. Right. Hell yeah, dude! Mm-hmm. So when I talked to you a month or so ago, and we were talking about what we should talk about next time you're on, I mentioned resets and. Uh, your, your response was, was interesting to me because you said something about, um, talking about old world reset. Absolutely. Not so much new or contemporary, I think was the word you use contemporary resets. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't care about contemporary resets. Um, I think we're probably in one, (laughs) I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that resets is something, uh, it's, it's a newer term, but I think it's something that's been happening for a long time. Because as I was saying before we started recording, I keep finding myself the same way. I kept finding myself with everything I would, every rabbit hole I'd go down for a long time. I kept coming to that we're in some kind of a prison planet, some kind of a, uh, a test, some kind of we're stuck here in this realm and that it's either a prison or a test and there's some way to break out of it well these days not that that's gone away but these days i keep coming back to that i just think time is infinite and that we have been in a in a human i i want to put the emphasis on human or whatever it is that we are time cycle for thousands millions billions of years and that time has gone on indefinitely what do you guys what do you guys think of that man um, i i think it's i think it's definitely possible mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's no proof of anything else i mean there's there's it's it's so impossible to prove things that um that makes it really free for people like us like we can we can fathom up all sorts of stuff because there's really no evidence of anything so mm-hmm. no solid yeah. evidence at least yeah, it's like the the more I dig into history and the more I dig into ancient history, the more I keep coming to this. I, I don't think we can we have history. <laughs> I don't think anything that's ever been written about history is truly accurate. I I think that it's um at best it's 
winners telling the story, the his story, as a lot of people like to point out, um, that we don't that we don't really have any idea. If we had a time machine and the three of us could right now travel back in time, you know, a hundred years, a thousand years, two thousand years, um, but it just wouldn't look anything like what they tell us it, it's supposed to look like. Um, as we, uh, as we progress in this realm, it's, it just seems, it's like we were talking with, um, with, uh, random Randy from the red thread, you know, it's, it's all information and that's all it is <laughs> that we don't have. We don't have tangible evidence of very much stuff. Uh, I was even, um, recently I, I, my my 10 year old son said something about quicksand and i said hey yeah you know what do you think of quicksand is it possible that quicksand isn't real and he blew a, a little uh gasket in his brain of saying no of course it's real it reminded me a lot of when you suggest to someone the earth could be flat or something that it just it's like it's world destroying and he spent five minutes stumbling over his words trying to prove to me that quicksand is real and everything he had to show me was from video games and movies. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, that, that got me to like, you know, surface level research it a little bit. I've read the Wikipedia that is maybe a couple <laughs> other, uh, news articles talking about quicksand. And, uh, there's a, there's, there's a, a consensus in the mainstream that quicksand while it's real, isn't something that could ever kill anybody. It's not something you could sink into like we've seen over and over and over again yeah. in movies. I think of uh, think of Indianapolis Jones, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or um, cartoons, you know, Bugs Bunny. I think got caught in some quicksand one time. Princess Bride but, had a had a had a good quicksand scene. I remember it was like a meme. It was like kind of like a, a and I mean meme in the sense of like a memetic, you know, um, kind of uh, phenomenon. When I was a kid with quicksand was like everybody was afraid of it like i remember kids at the park like playing quicksand like they would like pour water in the sandbox and like pretend it was quicksand mm -hmm. and i was like oh or you know at the beach you know sometimes the water would come into a hole and it would form kind of like a sludgy kind of puddle and kids would say oh watch out that could be quicksand and it was like yeah they probably were watching cartoons movies and they had this like nonsensical irrational phobia of quicksand and then before but before we get on the quicksand thing i want to talk about the reset thing for a second yeah. in the history what i do know and even historians that are, are worth their salt will admit that there's a period between 200 what we call 200 a.d and 900 a.d where nothing was built and this is like roman uh Vistagoth, you know anglo-saxon like anywhere in europe or, or Africa, for that matter. Uh, Asia, I'm not so sure, but that's kind of like, when you talk about reset, sometimes you have to look at it at continent by continent and kind of go from there. Different parts of the world experience resets at different times. I don't know if there was ever a global reset. That would you know, be even harder to prove. But anyways, the point is, is that in the, in, the, in the Western world, in the Occidental world, there wasn't anything built for 700 years. So then when you look into the, light, the lost time theory, or phantom time theory? Have you ever gone down that hole? Yeah, like where we're talking, like the missing thousand years is the way a lot of people put it. Yeah, the, thousand the, years. The one was an years. I or a J, uh, kind of right. a concept. Mm -hmm. 
Cunt, cunt, yeah, down that avenue. And then there's other, you know, there's different theories. Some people say it's only 200 years and that we're roughly somewhere in the 17, late 1700s, early 1800s right now, mm -hmm. that the year 2000 hasn't even happened yet. Some people say a thousand years and that goes into like the millennial reign of Christ and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But, but what's, what's, what is known if you study archeology, span if you study um, architecture, civilization, anthropology, there is a missing 700 years where there was no basilicas. There was no apartments because the Romans, they were known for their apartment buildings. They had apartment buildings back in, in you know, the, the age of, of, of Rome and the Roman empire. They had, these kind of condominium apartment type things that they built a lot in, not just in Italy, but also throughout the empire. You know, we're talking about, you know, in France and England when they were occupied. And so when you look into the missing 700 years, that's where it gets weird because then you say, okay, did the dark ages even happen? Right. Or were the, were the dark ages just something made up to justify what happened somewhere along the way? And then, you know, you start to really lose people when you start saying, well, maybe there was no such thing as dinosaurs, but there were such things as dragons, you know, and then uh, you start looking into like, OK, well, where did these dinosaurs come from? Because they didn't really start talking about them until the 1800s. So, you know, there's another point where it's like, OK, dragons are real. You go back to like medieval times they were written about and all that stuff. And people say, well, that's all just fantasy. And then you jump to the 1800s which if you add seven to you know 1200 which would be like the beginning of the renaissance you 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 put that seven and then it's like okay so 700 years without anything yeah because you have you have the death of christ around you know 33 a.d or you know after death but you know add the 33 because he was 33 when he died and then so 200 you have 100 and then, so, yeah, if you look at history, nothing really significant happened between 200 and 900. And you can go back and look. There was no kings. There was no, there was no big wars. There was even no artwork. Yeah, that's like. the other thing. Nothing changed. That's the problem is nothing changed. You think about if if, if <laughs> How do nothing... we know that those years are even missing, though? What if they just tell because, us those years are missing and they're not? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other thing. But what the, what, what it's tangible is that is like what what Chud said is that nothing significant changed. Like if we go down this 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 path in seven hundred years, theoretically we'll be you know some type of like hyperspace age if you know space is real, which it isn't, so we won't. But that's not the point. The point is is that if you look at the rest of history, we progressed, you know, things change, architecture change, politics change, fashion change, everything, culture. But seriously, between 200 and 900, nothing significant changed as far as like how we built buildings, how we ruled empires, nothing, nothing significant. Now there's little bits and pieces, but it's not 700 years of progress. And, you know, people say, oh, that's because of the dark ages, you know, even though Christians actually preserve literature, if it wasn't for the Christian monks, we wouldn't even have the history that we have. They preserve the book supposedly. And so I think it's always funny when people say, Oh, you know, if it wasn't for Christianity, we'd be living on Mars. And it's, that's, that's a lie. That's a lie that's perpetuated by atheists, you know, to try to justify their whatever. But the point is, is that as far as resets go, that's actually like the best, kind of evidence that something like was erased in the 700 years something 
happened and they don't want to talk about it or nothing happened for some reason. Yeah, well, pretty, that, and my I, point is that it's, it, how do we even know it was 700 years? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was only 100 years. Maybe it was a decade and they've just stretched mm-hmm. it out and made it made it this big thing that it's not. And it's so that it, they can focus on it. It's just a distraction. I mean, the entire I, world and everything could have been created yesterday in a computer for all I know. Well, um, I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, I guess, but not, I mean, I don't actually believe that. I don't believe in the simulation theory. I don't believe in in any of that kind of stuff. Um, I tried knows, you know, I've been uh, on a few of these things with and, I more or less um, believe in creationism, intelligent design by you know a heavenly father. I don't I don't buy into the the cyber uh, techno dickhead shit. You know. Yeah, a lot of but, the time I think that the the simulation theory, especially when you when you put it into cyber terms, it's too easy. It's too right now with video games and computers and the Matrix not being that old. Um, you know, yeah. like those, the, 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 the cyber version of, of a simulation, I don't particularly like, but I do get down. Like I've talked with, with Christians before who can even see everything biblical being in a sense, a simulation that brings us to like that prison planet concept that I was talking about, which I know that's not quite Christianity, but, um, it, um, but the idea that if you if you read the gen- the beginning of Genesis and the creation of the world, like I, I've spoke with Christians who, who say, how can you see that as anything other than the start of a simulation? Um, again, stepping away mm-hmm. from that digital, that cyber aspect of things, but instead something that goes outside of our, our ones and zeros concept of, of what that kind of a thing could be. Something that would be much more akin to like magic or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, but I guess my, my main, my knee jerk reaction is simulation of what a simulation implies that it's, it's, it's mirroring something or it's imitating something. So when we say simulation, what is it simulating? Sure. Well, what, here's, here's an idea. Okay. And I believe nothing. So take that for what, what you may, I, I mean, no offense by this. I'm not saying you're mm-hmm. wrong with what you believe. You're free to believe that. I haven't seen enough evidence to believe anything, really. Um, so, but what if the human race was a thing and we have already gotten so technologically advanced that AI took over and nostalgically is is wanting to, like AI got to a point to where it wanted to be human so badly, but the only way that it could do it was create a simulation that writes its own code as it's existing and that's all this is and it's it's possible it's impossible to the the what i used to bug a friend of mine about with simulation theory and it drove him crazy is it's not it's something that can't be proven or disproven you can't go i can't prove simulation theory but you can't prove it's not because anything you say can just be written into the code I think that simulation theory is a cope for atheists who want to believe in a higher power, but they're not willing to look at the evidence of, of, of intelligent design. So they replace it with something that's more familiar because they say, well, technology is advancing. I can use technology. 
technology is something that I can see have effects in real time. Other people, people more faithful than me, more devout than me, I don't claim to be the most pious person on earth, but I do have a certain amount of faith, um, would see God's work and in play at all times, just as much as someone who's hardcore simulation theory, like totally convinced that it has to be, you know, what you just said or along the lines thereof. So it's kind of the argument of well, anything but God. Like these people, uh, they're like hippie new age people that believe in karma, but they won't believe in divine retribution. They'll believe in some type of Buddhist hodgepodge afterlife, you know, reincarnation. They'll yell things at you when you aggravate them, like you're going to become, you know, reincarnated as a dung beetle, or you're going to become reincarnated as, you know, a, a, a such and such. But they won't Boy, believe. But yeah, how, yeah, and into that, like reincarnated by what? Like, well, like, well, that's like a, there's got to exactly. be some some supreme thing happening in order for that that repetitive thing to happen. There has to be some higher intelligence. I well, was an yeah. atheist. I was I, I was an atheist for a long time because I grew up in the church, and then I saw a bunch of stuff that made me turn away from it, and especially just the entire biblical narrative. But um, I became an atheist, and it was through flat Earth that I actually stopped being an atheist. I was like, all right, somebody created this. Now, whether it's a being to be worshipped or anything is unseen by me. Um, or beings, you know, but this place was created. And that's why I like, okay. instead of God, I like creator. I do, mm. I do prefer creator because this place was definitely created. Who, what, when, where, and why? Those are things that can't be answered. Okay. Well, See? at least we have some, we have some common ground there. We can at least agree on something that this is a creation of some sort. Oh, for and sure. That you, In a simulation, you, it would be a creation too, because it would be. You're right, you're right there, Bob. Because I kind of see these as being very similar in some ways concepts at the root of them because you know as you said bob you can neither prove nor disprove a simulation i feel that it's the same when it comes to uh creationism you can neither you can't pr actually prove that or disprove it um you know if i if i come in from from left field like i've already said twice today but this this uh this infinite time cycle of humans that's kind of that I'm taking if, if that's true, if it literally is just infinite, like a concept that we can't comprehend that it's been going on forever and will go on forever. There was no beginning and no end. Then then, you know, I'm I'm the least devout <laughs> here of that. I'm, I'm almost saying there is no creator, which I don't I don't necessarily believe that I believe I consider this to be a creation. I, I believe in a creator. Um I, I as well, Bob, I was, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it before that I, I was atheist for most of my life. I would even say militantly atheist for most of my life. Um, I, I got wiser to the Lutheran church that I grew up in. And I came to find that all of those people were essentially lying to themselves and to everyone around them about what they believe. And I thought that I'd cracked the code that nobody actually believes in that stuff you're all just saying it because you're supposed to say it and it was it was a long time ago now but a long time into it that i uh, i was still drinking and i was up all night with uh, a friend of mine and his father and they're christian and they 
pushed me into a corner where I came to admit that, yes, something had to be created somewhere along the line. Uh, I was I was logically like cornered <laughs> into it uh, right. because because I'm going, well, I don't know, like, you know, I was trying to trying to push um, uh, that we evolved from that the Earth was a an accident in space because I believed in space an awful lot back then, too, <laughs> that a couple we molecules <laughs> of dust stuck together somehow and they collected more and that created gravity and it pulled all these things in. And we had this rock and we were spinning through infinite space and, you know, uh, and, and somehow in that some st cells started to exist and life started to exist. And they're like, yeah, but how did those get there? I'm like, I, eventually I said something to the effect of, I don't know, maybe fucking alien semen was on a comet that crashed into the earth and then lightning <laughs> hit that. And, and they were like, and you think we're crazy? And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, you got me. <laughs> I just heard that myself. Yeah, right? I just heard what yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a very that's a very ambitious take. And uh, like they say, ambition is the last refuge for a failure. So, <laughs> yeah, I which they... I was I was ready. I was at the point of failing. I was throwing whatever yeah. I could together in my head, drunk at three in the morning or whatever time. Seeing, you know. seeing if the seeing if the spaghetti would stick to the wall. Yeah. And and um, that was that was that moment that since then I started thinking different. I was still atheist for a long time, but then eventually, you know, uh, th there's just too much evidence to me. I don't think that anything can be random on the level of that a bunch of uh bunch of rocks in space hit each other and it comes out as a as this perfect machine that we live on and then we are these like perfect machines that evolve out or come out of that um and that's when i when i say simulation and not being ones and zeros what if the ones and zeros so to speak are actually flesh and blood and all of these things that we see, all these vibrations that we see that make solid matter and all of that kind of stuff. What if that's what the, in quotes, code is, except no one ever would have used these terms as God created us or the creator created us. Um, because, um, you know, I, I don't know. There's just no way this is all chance. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where that's, I'm that's at. That's my thing. I mean, I wake up, um, sometimes I took a, I took a nap with my daughter earlier today and it, this happens sometimes you know when i wake up and i say where did where did all this come and it like kind of hits you ever happen when you take a nap and you wake up and it's like you, you kind of come back to reality and you have that's like your first thought mm -hmm. when you wake up is man where the hell did all this come like what was the first molecule mm -hmm. like and it just it kind of like fucks you up for like five minutes and then you have to get back you know to, to reality and you have all these distractions and stuff but there was something you said a few moments ago um, when you're talking about religion and you're talking about the Lutherans and stuff, and you kind of look at that as an opportunity to have a reset. So you look at religion as sort of a reset. And you, so you look at, uh, speaking of Lutherans, you look at Martin Luther with the proclamation that he made to the church, you know, the Catholic church in 1521 or 15, whatever it was, Mid the Reformation. Yeah. The, 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 the Reformation, uh, and so you, you kind of think, okay, well, we still have Catholics, we still have uh, Eastern Orthodox, we still have all these other religions. But to imagine a reset for the listeners, it's like, imagine if one religion 
became dominant and through their power were able to erase all history of previous religions. So you have like a religious reset, you can have political resets. It's kind of like how, imagine like the most brainwashed, the most um, naive North Korean is, like the, one who, the, the ones who believe all the propaganda that Kim Jong-un tells people about how they, they went to the, the moon and they went to Mars and they went to the sun and they invented pizza, all that kind of stuff. So North Korea went through a reset because when his father and then subsequently his father's father, when they whenever they pass, you know, um, the torch, so to speak, the history changes. What, what's considered true under the current administration in North Korea wasn't exactly it's kind of like that um that phenomenon that happened in 1984 where you know we're at war with eurasia no we're at war with oceana you know this is good this is bad and it's those are like little resets so yeah. when you go back through time you can say okay well the catholic church before the reformation had a lot of power they were capable of resetting um not only what people believed in but also what people you know, talked about like what was acceptable behavior. And these are those little, those little micro resets. Now I'm glad that I found out about like mud flood theory and Tartaria and all that stuff before the, um, what they call it now with, uh, with the German guy Schwab, you know, oh, or, the or world Schwab. economic forum with the great reset. Yeah. The great reset. Right. So I was hearing about these old world resets before this became a thing. And I think that that's kind of a way that they control like um searches on the internet so now if you search great reset you're going to find all this like kind of nwo you know kind of right wing kind of stuff you know anti build back better build back yeah all that kind of uh, build back better is another kind of reset kind of um terminology but what are they trying to, to shield you from or are they trying to get you to go down um the road of like okay well maybe this has happened before Maybe we've had these kinds of resets. And then you look at even China with the, the Great Leap Forward. That was kind of a reset to get them away from being farmers and get them to be um, more interested in their, I don't know, kind of combination of communism and capitalism. But um, as far as like a big reset, yeah, it's called anti or anti-Develian, which means before the flood. So when we go to the biblical flood, which isn't just limited to Christianity, it was, you know, other religions and, and it's kind of like a historical uh, event, you know, the, the flood. Yeah. You know, we know there's evidence that there was some type of cataclysm, whether it was because of a meteor hitting the earth or it was God's anger or this or that or whatever. And we talk about, the pre-flood, the days of Noah, the giants, you know, people living longer, all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's like, that's the granddaddy of them all as far as resets go. Because right. if you believe in the great flood, whether you're talking about like the flood of the Old Testament or you're talking about, you know, I mean, read that the Epic of Gilgamesh. I think there's a mention of a flood. I mean, a lot of societies and civilizations talk about a flood. Yeah, I lots mean, in I, South America as well. Oh, the story goes all the way back to to, to Babylonia, to the uh, the Sumerians. We talk about Marduk mm -hmm. and Tiamat, yeah. and their uh, Tiamat was the 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 um, it was a commentary body that that glistened in the daytime. It was like a second sun, 
and then it crashed down and created the depths and it was like the fall like the fall of lucifer so lucifer uh, or tiamat becomes lucifer and it 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 paints this picture where you look at it and you go oh these religions were older than christianity christianity just you know ripped these off no 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 i argue that everybody at one point was a christian and it's actually the other way around and when you look at the other religions that are supposedly older than Christianity, you know, Christianity being after the death of Christ, but we look back at Jehovah, or some people call him the Demiurge being in control, it mentions pagan religions. It says that they worship animals. Now, who worships animals? Hindus, um, other Eastern religions. So there's evidence that they knew about those ancient pagan um, religions and that they weren't copying their story. They were just, in a way, trying to explain it allegorically like that they knew that they existed and it also talks about beasts of the earth that walked on two legs so that would explain like the cryptozoology aspect of it you know and a lot of people you know the first day the second day the third day and all that kind of stuff well it does talk about on the sixth day it does talk about beasts that existed before adam and eve and so then you could get into like a cryptid kind of thing too and uh there's I got, no, a, I got uh, a book you should you should check out, man. It's called mm-hmm. um, Genetic Genesis, and it's by a guy named Albert E. Potts, and he goes through and retrans. He's a linguist. He's not religious or anything. Like he he comes into it kind of um, unbiased, right? Like it, he just retranslates Genesis one in what makes the most sense as a linguist, and it's it's about splicing genes and and creating things Mm -hmm. um and it's it's a really wild story man it's really wild and it's very interesting you know know, whether it's true or not is is neither here nor there because it can't be proven but it's very it's a it's a good thought experiment right like thomas jefferson i found out a a new um quote from him i got a lot of good quotes from him but says question boldly even the existence of a god um and and i think everything should be at least questioned everything should be you got to you know in an old debate tactic you got to know both sides to be able to argue either side well if anything uh, can't be questioned if anybody feels that there's something that can't be questioned there's something wrong <laughs> you know what i mean like like you should be able to like it's it's okay for anybody to question anything i ever say you know, right. it's uh, and if it, it in fact, I maybe I'm not going to say I look down on someone, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have more respect for someone who questions the things that I say. Um, you know, I don't want anybody to take my word for for practically anything on the on the on the resets aspect, though. I wonder if we don't experience them. Essentially, constantly, but that there's different levels to this like you're talking flood the big flood that's Mm -hmm. that's god or the creator's reset that's the simulation uh programmer hitting the reset button on his nintendo um you know or whatever (laughs) uh but but that we see man-made resets constantly Uh, Mm -hmm. I think I think something that a lot of people can see right now is in the left right paradigm and uh, politics. There are a whole lot of things that were right 
not that long ago that have become left and vice mm -hmm. versa. You know, oh, uh, the, the easy one is uh, suddenly, who knows when it happened, I've been paying attention, so I saw it all happen, it was during Obama, but um, the, the left has become the war party. Like, mm -hmm. Wait, right. wait, that got turned on its head. Um, you know, uh, and, and suddenly there's like a little reset there within, within like one party or the other party or the opposite, the, the opposite is true now too. The Republicans tend to be the anti-war party. Yeah. I think that that's what we would refer to as the great mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, that's it's, what this it's is. It's the ultimate, fuck. it's the ultimate gaslighting, you know, kind of right. thing they're doing. They're doing the hokey pokey. It keeps um, us confused in a way that a larger reset could come in and people are less likely to even notice it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, I think it's like something that's come up when me and Adam used to talk about the apocalypse a lot. Um, you know, something I, I find myself walking away from a lot of those episodes going, you know, it could have already happened and nobody knows. Mm -hmm. It could be that it's happening right now and nobody knows. And Adam in his fucking goddamn genius one time said, uh, he said, I think that when the apocalypse happens, people will still be able to order Domino's pizza. And anybody who's ordering that Domino's pizza won't know that the apocalypse has happened. And right. I, I think he fucking nailed it. And um, forget the apocalypse. Though. I don't particularly want to talk about that because that makes it i don't know that's bigger well but, apocalypse just means like a an exposing like uh opening of the flower yeah like mm -hmm. it's, it's it's unveiling know, so it's, it, it's been given a negative connotation but i don't know that it is you know every everything's been inverted right right so mm -hmm. you know maybe the apocalypse is what we really should be shooting for and what we get stuck in is this blind ignorance that we're mm -hmm. in now well it, and, and to that note maybe a reset is what we should be looking to you know i i don't think that we're in control enough <laughs> that i actually would want that but if we were you know i don't know you know i i find myself i hate myself for it not really but I, I don't mean to be like down on myself but i don't like that i get there but a lot of the time i think you know the final solution is a pretty good solution. You know, it, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of idiots out there. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing them all just go. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if like, say we had a fake virus take over everybody's minds and a whole bunch of people were to try to save themselves from that virus by injecting poison into them. And it just killed them all. And then we'd get a little, <clears throat> a little, a little great reset. Uh it just reminded me of something hilarious. I got I to gotta at least ask. Um, did I ever tell you? I don't think we talked about it. Did I ever tell you about clown bread? Clown bread? Yeah. So there's this guy um, on YouTube that I've been following for a really long time on YouTube, um, like five, six, seven years or so. And he has a great channel. I'll give him a little plug. Uh, he has a great channel called The Outer Light. And he's from New Zealand. And he's kind of one of those guys who just goes through the current events, goes through the news, goes through, you know, viral things, memes and so forth, and just kind of, you know, extrapolates on it, you know, just pontificates into his, you know, 
He doesn't show his face. He just talks anyways. And he shows, you know, pictures and, and clips. And so he um, went into chat GPT and he asked the, the AI bot, he said, um, if all these clowns were taking um, clown, if they were eating clown bread and clown bread was making them unhealthy and they wanted to let all the other clowns know that they shouldn't eat the clown bread, that that's the reason everybody's going to the hospital. What should the clown do? And so ChatGPT was like, oh, well, he should go on social media and tell everybody that the clown bread is poison to try to save the clowns. So then he said, well, what if social media was being run by the people making the clown bread, the evil clowns, and that they wanted all the clowns to be poisoned, so they controlled social media so that they couldn't tell people. And he's like, well, then they should try to get on television. They should... Basically, ChatGPT was telling him what to do was what everybody was trying to do and getting kicked off social media, getting blacklisted from Hollywood, getting ostracized from their families and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so he said, well, you know, I can't do this because this, I can't be in that. And then they said, well, but then you would have to literally knock the clown bread out of their hands to make sure that they didn't eat it. And then and he said, well, what if there was clowns who were smart enough not to? And then they said, well, then they should lead by example and show that they're healthier than the people eating the clown bread. So in a, in a roundabout way, because he, he veiled it with this, um, this clown bread thing, it didn't know that he was talking about the vaccine. Like the, the, the AI wasn't smart enough to pick up the sarcasm and the innuendos. So it basically predicted what happened and then he was like well what if you know i can't do this and i can't do that and then they're like well you have to convince people that the people making the clown bread are evil and so it's just uh, i'm not explaining it as like he had a it, i was laughing my ass off it was hilarious you yeah, should look yeah. it up this is this I sounds great <laughs> yeah i think i took a screenshot i'll try to find it and send it to you i think i took a screenshot of the conversation and it was absolutely hilarious because it's exactly what happened. And so how that would pertain to resets is if you knew that something was happening and there was a way to be immune from the reset, like you had to stay away. And, you know, as far as resets go, uh, an EMP, you know, electromagnetic pulse reset, that would be a good one. So what would you do? You would take all your electronics and you would put them in lead you would take your car battery and you put it in a lead box and then your so your car would work after the after the pulse because anything with a circuit you know isn't going to work now one could argue that if you had like a 57 chevy or something like that it might survive because there's limited circuitry like when you got like your alternator so you take your alternator and you put that in lead you know so if you were trying to to warn people of a reset you know, I tell everybody that's got an old car, do not sell your... You remember Cash for Clunkers oh, in yeah. the early 2000s? That's why you don't see any old cars anymore. That's why all the old cars are mm -hmm. cars from like the late 90s, early 2000s. That's considered an old yeah. car now. Yeah. But yeah, they, all those they, people... They work hard at removing older cars for sure. They're doing it in um, Australia right now too. And those old cars are worth so much money now. Like even cars that people thought were beaters, like you know, old Buicks and things like everybody wants those now. Those old boxy, the Grand Nationals, mm -hmm. th those are worth, you know, 30, 60. I mean, it's the, the prices for old Broncos, for old, even like an old Ford Explorer from the 80s, like a, especially a diesel. 
anyway, we've got a whole thing about cars, but the point is, is that, yeah, we've gone through resets. We, we are going through these little micro resets every day. And, um, but as far as like a big, like erasure of history, I think, yeah, I think that the dark ages didn't happen. I think we went from the end of the Roman empire, the decadent period, you know, Caligula and so forth. And what happened with the Roman empire, they kind of reset themselves by expanding too far. And that happens with empires is you start to bring in people who have no appreciation of the original culture. And there was people who wrote about that, about how the mercenaries didn't give a shit about the empire and they were sent off to, you know, um, uh, Tunisia was part of the Roman empire in Northern Africa. And there's ruins there. And uh, it just, the Roman empire just expanded to the point where a lot of its inhabitants didn't really care about the classical period. Mm -hmm. And um, so they kind of reset themselves there, but it was a perfect opportunity for the Catholic church to take over as, as the, you know, and then you had the, the, the Holy, see, that's the difference between the old uh, Roman empire and then the Holy Roman empire. And then you get into the Byzantine empire and, and all that in the East. And that's why I said, you know, some continents didn't experience resets at the same time. Like you look at India, India didn't go through any resets. India is like still, they have buildings that are 5,000 years old and people still use them for, things to you know whether it's for to live in or worship i mean they have castles that are that are you know eons but um what do you think about crazy (laughs) places like easter island oh yeah that's a good one you know why it's called easter island right sounds like Um, i've heard before probably did at one point in time yeah they just said when the irish uh when the irish discovered it was on easter Oh, okay. It was yeah. Easter. Okay. It was Easter Sunday, so they decided to call it Easter Island. People Same didn't even Christmas Island. I'd imagine then, probably. Um, but they didn't even know that they that those things had legs and feet. Like they thought they were just heads, right? right. For but, a long yeah. time. For a long time. So, when I, so just then, just that, when I was a kid, they didn't know. So, they so that exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think when I first heard about them, they hadn't dug one up yet. So. And then that plays into the mud flood theory because obviously they got buried really fat. Like that doesn't just happen in a short amount of time. And um, you know, Easter Island too, a, a little known fact of that place is that they have, they have megalithic buildings there too. Uh, mm-hmm. Their walls anyway, they have, um, you know, just, just like you'll see in South America and um, all, all over the entire world where it's the weird shaped, you know, all the all the multi-sided rocks mm-hmm. that are, I mean, each one weighing um, multiple tons, and they all yeah, fit like, together, uh, like Machu Picchu. Yeah, like yeah. Machu Picchu or Sacsayhuacan, or you know, places like that, where you look at these walls, and like in places like that, they continued living there. So you can see where the the megalithic construction is, and then smaller rocks up on mm-hmm. top of that because they were building on the old foundations. And they say and that Turkey. when. When Spain came through there, they like worked really hard to tear some of them down, which they were pretty unsuccessful at. They they succeeded here and there, but it was so hard to topple these things. Um, they could topple the the new work, no problem, just a bunch of stones stacked up on it. But they mm-hmm. have that on Easter Island too. There's you know they don't see like sides of buildings, but there are walls there. There are walls, and they go underground just like those statues did, which 
as you were starting to say, you know, that's signs of some uh, some mud flood kind of stuff right there. Well, yeah, it's supposedly like a race of giants that lived on that island. I'd buy it. I know that they say they say that there was uh, dodo birds, and the only thing that they could eat were the dodo birds and some type of fruit that the dodo birds ate. So the Irish, you know, supposedly um, they ate all the dodo birds, and if they had just saved, you know, a few dozen and brought them to the mainland, we'd still have dodo birds. Uh huh. Yeah. But um, so that's a little you know side note there. But, but instead, the dodo they bird... went the way of the dodo. Yeah, the dodo bird thing. You know, that's kind of like a meme. It is. It absolutely uh, is. That is. It's like phrase. one of the first things you're taught as a kid is the dodo bird. Was yep. like yeah. Yeah. Bought a child, or you'll go the way of the dodo bird. Yeah, but um, I think that there's. I mean, that's just what we know, and then that goes into the whole thing about known unknowns and unknown unknowns. I mean, even uh, Donald Rumsfeld said that. It was actually that was one of his more famous speeches when he was the uh, was he the department or the what was his role um, uh, head of homeland security? Yeah, somewhere something about that. Yeah, yeah. But he went off on this whole thing about, um, and I have to agree with him because you know when you're right, you're right. And he probably didn't even come up with it or anything. It's probably just something he read in a book or something. But the point is, is that he said that there's known unknowns, and then there's unknown unknowns. So we know what we don't know. But then there's things that we don't even know we don't know. Right. And right. I think that that plays into lost civilizations and resets and so forth. We have a minimal amount of evidence, basically anecdotal evidence, that there's been these resets in civilization, resets in time. But what about what we don't know about? Like, we know about Atlantis, but we don't know exactly what's definitively what the deal with Atlantis is. Um but I would argue that there's just there's things we don't even know about, like what what happened in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, well, there, there had to have been some type of thing. I agree. You have this huge landmass. You have one of the biggest continents on Earth. And people, oh, no, nothing ever happened there, ever. And you go, ever. well, what about when the weather, you know, you play into the whole globe, Earth theory, and that there's actually magnetic poles and all that stuff. So you say, oh, okay, well, since you guys believe in all that, you would have to believe that at some point that was a tropical you know uh climate and yeah, go, if you yeah, believe in pol- especially if you believe in pole shifts like they talk exactly about, pole shifts. Know, right then and then, then, the, then the, the different... frozen parts are gonna have changed where they are based on how yeah. you see that and the different tropics you know i always think it's interesting that we have the the tropic of cancer and we have the tropic of capricorn where's the other like how come we haven't shifted like according to their science their logic we go through the procession of the equinoxes uh every 3200 years but for some reason we're still the it hasn't shifted if you go and look at the stars it's the same as it was in ancient egypt or when they built stonehenge which was before ancient Egypt. it's like yeah. this shit should be moving around it uh it it should pull a thread that should deteriorate a lot of what a lot of people lean very heavy on for ancient history you know, if we talk about like uh, talk about Egypt and uh, the Sphinx and the and the Great Pyramid and the Pyramid Complex and how they're aligned to the stars, mm-hmm. they uh, they're still they're still they're time. still aligned. And so so wait, where these built they're aligned now, but not with the same stars. I personally <laughs> think that they they were they were not <laughs> built six hundred six thousand years ago or so when they say. Mm-hmm. But if they were, and we're going with with 
with your all's uh, model of the world. Uh, we're on a globe and that we're, we have, we have things like continental drift, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Pangea. Like yeah. Pangea that uh, when I was in, I think elementary school, they talked about continental drift and they said that that, that all the continents move 12 feet every year. Well, if, if that's true, which first, that's my memory of, of elementary school Two, that was what they taught elementary school students three, it's all fucking bullshit. (laughs) But if that was true, if we just go with that 12 feet a year in whatever direction will, doesn't matter. Um, well, 12 feet a year for 6,000 years, there is nothing that's going to line up with any stars. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, and then, and then also, also we're corkscrewing <laughs> through space and, you know, all of those things. We can go the other direction, not even look at Earth, but what they say about the about space, then it also should be farther off. Like nothing like we should never talk about ancient structures aligning to the stars. Well, you wouldn't if, be able to navigate by the stars. Like stellar navigation wouldn't be a thing if we were doing all the movements that they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, It just reminded me of an, reminded me of another movement too, is that they tell us that the, that the moon moves away from us. I believe it's an inch a year. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) And they say, if you could chop in a time machine and go back 5,000 years, the moon would be bigger because it would have, it would, it would be, you'd be closer to it. The silly well, that, shit that they come up with, man. We wouldn't notice anything necessarily significant in our lifetime, but if that's been happening since the beginning of this relationship that this planet has had with the moon, whatever the moon is, whatever this planet is, then things would all be out of whack by now because they say the moon's, you know, at least, well, I mean, I don't even know what they say anymore, at least a few hundred million, a billion years. And so if we're losing an inch, when did we when did we start losing an inch every year from the moon? Yeah. You know, yeah. And the moon's supposed to be 275,000. Yeah, well, and why? And, and quarter million miles out is, is the Yeah, a quarter million. If it's shifting yeah. out, then logic would say that all the other planets are shifting out as well, because that would just be kind of how it works, oh, right? And you ever notice yeah. that, the, that, you ever notice that, that the, all the planets go in, the, in our solar system go the same direction? Mm-hmm. Like you, you think that that's like, let's just assume that that's actually true, that that's another one of these creator kind of things, because it, it's like a clock. It goes the same way. We don't have any weird, like, how come it's not going? And then the, and then the big bang thing. Okay. So once, <laughs> once, and you know, we're not, we're not big banging every week, you know, not every 200 years. Speak for yourself, some, buddy. I'm just, big banging just, all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't follow you around with a microscope or anything, so I don't know what's <laughs> going on. But what I'm saying is, is the point is, is that the Big Bang happens once, and then that's what's the the Big Bang theory was started by a Catholic, and it was oh, yeah. you can look this a Jesuit, up. right? A yeah, Jesuit priest. Yeah. yeah, his name's uh, George something or other, but his first name yeah. is George, and he came up with that theory to try to explain. To people creationism it wasn't a way for for atheists to have like a get out of jail free card what it was it was actually he called it the divine spark and then some other people hopped on the theory and kind of adulterated it bastardized it but originally his he was a key player in it and he wasn't trying to say that god wasn't real 
he was just saying, oh, there was this divine spark that, you know, in Genesis or whatever, that that's the light or whatever. And it was really just a way, as the Catholic Church is famous for, to try to bring people into the fold. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, look, like, we believe in space. So come on, give us some money. Come on, hang out, you know, like, mm-hmm. fill up the pews, you know. Just like you see the Pope. Oh, sorry, I just got to say this really quick for people that don't know. I had to look it up to make sure it was true. The Pope told people to become vegetarian. Because really? it'd be good for the yeah, because it'd be good for the planet. Oh, maybe I and did to hear me, that. that's just it. Just doesn't make any sense to me because, it, I mean, I understand you know abstaining from meat on Friday. That's like an old you know ceremonial law, but to become that the planet, or Christian especially, if you follow scripture, it says nothing about being stewards of the earth. This is all supposed to be a gift. We should be taking out as much oil as we want. We should be doing eating as many animals, stripping as many trees, because it's, it's our right as this, as the supreme, you know, beings on this earth. But anyways, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take a step back and I just had to mention that, that I thought that that was hilarious. And that's another example of the Catholic church trying to be more diverse, trying to be more welcoming to different uh, lifestyles. Catholic church is nothing but that as far as I can see from, from my, from my vantage point that I'm at oh. over here. There's, and, there's everything another, is just but, trying to bring people into them, and they'll say whatever they need to to get those people in there. As far as re, as far as religious resets go, we're actually in a very interesting time because we're about to. It's already started, but we're going to possibly see you know more of it uh, soon. Here is a, is another schism because you have right wing Catholics, you have left wing Catholics, you have these progressive Catholics, and then you also see a division once again with the Lutherans. Because, and the Presbyterians and the Methodists, because who's taking in all of the LGBTQ plus trans, you know, people is the Lutheran churches are being converted into these safe spaces and they have trans deacons and trans pastor. And it's but then there's the old school Protestant, you know, Lutheran type Methodist type. And they're like, no, we don't want to have anything to do with this. What are you doing? This isn't even Christianity anymore. You're just trying to placate to the, the court of public opinion like you're not even attempting to follow god's law yeah yeah, you know, yeah. So. As, as you're saying all that you know with the with the political division i, I guess political is the right word but the the right left mm-hmm. division that we see all the time which i think is is worse every day uh i, I think that um they they they're pitting us against each other more and more just constantly and it makes it so, you know, it used to not matter what your political leaning was of your left or right leaning was for, for within a Christian religion, within, within uh, uh, Catholicism just on its own. Right. Or Lutheran, whatever, pick, pick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we'll, we'll go with Catholicism because we got a Pope that I can pick on. And as soon as he starts saying, you can allow gay people into the church, you can allow contraceptives, you can allow abortion. You know, these are these are things that a lot of Catholics have very, very strong opinions about. You're going to start getting people saying, not my pope. I don't know that Mm -hmm. people are saying that now, but there there has to be people saying that now. Right. Like there is there is because because anybody who's been anti-contraceptive, anti-abortion and and anti will will not even say gay, but anti-gay marriage their whole lives within the church. And now the church is telling them something different because the because they have this pope that's saying otherwise not my there's pope, that mind there's, not my there's president that, there's that mind fuck shit again 
mm-hmm. you know, especially like to the boomers, to, you know, people that are in their 60s and 70s, you know, they got baptized in the 50s, you know, they grew up in a time thinking, okay, well, this is the religion for me. And they continue to be devout Catholics their whole life. And then we get to 2022, 2023, and then they're like, hey, wh- what's going on here? You know, and that's what creates schisms because they'll gravitate towards somebody who says, well, I'm, you know, the the true pope. And you'll, you'll start to see that. You'll start to see these lunatics pop up and they'll say, hey, like, hey, follow me. Like, I'll keep things. And people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with that guy. And, um, you know, kind of like being uh, disposed, you know, or what's that usurped, you know, not that anybody's, you know, powerful enough to usurp the 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 throne of the Pope and the Vatican or anything like that. But you'll see people proclaiming to be uh, more adherent to the traditional values of Catholicism and, and other sects of Christianity, um, just like we did, you know, with Martin Luther and, and Church of England and all that kind of stuff, the Anglicans. But the Anglicans, I mean, I could go off on a whole thing. I know that's not why we're here necessarily, but it is interesting to think that if you – if you took all these things and put them together at once, if everything that's happened in the last hundred years happened in one day. And I think that that was something that Stalin said about communism was, you know, a a true revolution doesn't happen overnight. A true revolution is the erosion of the previous something like, and that's what we're seeing. It's it's an erosion. And, you know, the, the apocalypse doesn't happen suddenly. It doesn't happen uh, without warning. It's just something that happens slowly, slowly, and then you're in its midst and you can't get out, you know. And um, what if the apocalypse takes 700 years? Yeah, you know, just to, I'm Maybe. picking that number because you were saying 700 missing years. You know, sure. Um, well, and and like you had mentioned earlier, what what if we just don't even know we're we're really in it? You know, and it's only when you know, future generations look back and they go, oh, that was this. You that, know? Was, that was the apocalypse. Yeah. That was the reset. That was the right. revolution. Um, you know, I mentioned this last time too, uh, that you people don't know when they're in a revolution. You don't say, mm-hmm. this is the revolution. It's happening now. You go through it and you look back and you go, oh shit, that's when things changed, you know? Well, think of, and think about the word magic in the word revolution. What is a revolution by definition? It's it's a full rotation, right? Yeah. Oh, a, yeah. So you start it. So you just go, it just goes back and it's that period where it gets to six o'clock. So we start at 12 and we go to six o'clock. That's like the midpoint. That's when things are the most different. Then it just goes back to 12, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a new day, mm-hmm. right? So that's the, that's, that's how they get around. They say, yeah, everything's basically the same. But look, we got this new guy here, so it's a revolution, you know. But revolution, it's like that—that that means you go all the way around, back to where you started. Yeah. So we sh- we either shouldn't be using that word for for something where it actually implies real change has occurred, or we should accept that it's 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 another word magic tactic that they get people to 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 hop on board. And I get it, you know, this whole thing. Like, there's people that want things to be reset because they're not living a very um, fulfilling life or something like that. And they go, well, anything's better than this. And that's how they get these people on these things. And they become willing participants in these, in these resets is because there's people clamoring for it. They're like, yeah, well, you know, maybe it'll be better you know, for me. And it won't, 
you know, that's, but that's where the, I was, what I was talking about earlier when I was saying, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that's the right idea. I, I really, I don't at the end of the day, because I think no. human life is something to be valued and treasured in a sense. Um, you, but you took a, you took a stand at some point in your life to start a family. I remember we talked about it the first time I came on uh, into the apocalypse with you and Adam and you said, oh, you know, that when you told your friends that you were going to start, that they said, oh, no, your life's over. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure it's about to begin. And I was right. And, <laughs> and, I, and I was right, too, about becoming a father as well. So I, know I can share the sentiment. And that, that was your own personal reset. You know, sure. it's like you mentioned you used to have a drinking problem. I think one time when we talked um, last time, imagine trying to drink everything you ever drank in one night. Yeah. Oh, you'd fucking die you'd fucking die because alcohol is poison right right so that's what they, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's what these little things are that's what they're the, the little drops of poison but when they're administered over 100 years 200 years 700 years whatever it doesn't kill the host immediately but it changes the dynamics you know you see those old drunks and they they they're, they're drinking themselves to death but they have to they have to dole it out it has to be in increments mm-hmm. you know and I remember one time my friend was trying to think of a name for his death metal band and he had, uh, he didn't have the best vocabulary and he was like, he wanted to call it um, measurement of death and, and the weight of death. And I said, how about increments of death? And he's like, oh man, I like that name, man. Increments. That's a cool word. And it's like, he didn't not, I'm not trying to put him down, but he didn't think about that. And that that's what it is. It's an increment of death. And then, so we see these things as an increment of revolution and increment and you start using that word properly. And then you see that you have power over what they call action. So they call these increments. We have to take action against climate change. And then that's, that's another reset, the weather reset. They're resetting sure. the weather and blaming it on climate change. That's such a stupid thing to say. Climate change. What the fuck does that mean? The climate changes every fucking day around here where I live. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? When they first started using that term, I laughed so much. And I'd say, well, of course, climate change is real. It's, it's always changing, <laughs> right? You know, like that's yeah. that was like, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it would be, gosh, it's like 15 years later. And it's still a number one topic of conversation. But, uh, well, let's see. Okay, so we've talked about the apocalypse. And we've talked about the resets in general. Great reset. The great flood. All of that. I mentioned quicksand at the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, I want to see how we can fit that in with a great reset type of or or apocalypse, whatever. Because um, we also talked about like Easter Island, buried statues. We talked about buried walls, things <laughs> like that. Uh, I mentioned how I was looking into quicksand um, a few months well i guess it was like a year ago i watched a documentary a pretty mainstream documentary on mount st helens in washington mm. it was a volcano mm-hmm. that uh blew just before i was born in 1980 and um i saw a whole bunch of footage of that and it was so interesting because what you see in that is the side of a mountain melt mm-hmm. it, it melts and they even say it's it was so interesting because they said within it that um with the exception of hawaii the idea of a volcano being spewing magma is is almost non-existent 
that instead, like what happened here was it blew steam. That's all it was, was it blew mm-hmm. steam and the rupture, the, 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 the rattle from that, the earthquake, essentially, they didn't use that term, but the size, size, seismic activity. There we go. That's, that's a good term caused liquefaction of the, mm-hmm. of the soil that covered the mountain mm-hmm. and that whole territory got a silt flood mm-hmm. and that's what took out all the trees that's why that whole area when i was young when you would drive through there it was it was kind of devastated looking uh mm-hmm. we I, i've driven through there a couple times in the recent years and a couple of those it's been um uh clear enough that i can really see it and it looks great except that there's this it looks like a mountain except it's flat across the top and it's concave towards mind you on this i don't know if this isn't really where we're going but it is it is pointed right towards harp where that happened i don't think harp was supposed to have existed in 1980 but nevertheless it's that that would be if it was pointing from there that would have been <laughs> the side of the mountain that got hit uh just just throwing that in there a little little extra little extra yeah. uh sugar on top um mm-hmm. but um within that i think that um whether it's caused by harp or by naturally occurring um, earthquakes, we'll say, or or what, and who knows what that would even be if I believe in a naturally occurring earthquake, but um, that liquefaction of soil, that's what I was kind of coming into when I was reading about quicksand was that's that's the closest thing to quicksand that they can, <laughs> the, the deadly quicksand uh, is when there's a tremor that can cause what was otherwise solid ground to shake so much that all of the particles slip past each other and things can literally sink into it. Or Well, you know, you can, you can make quicksand. Yeah. And you can How? take a big bin uh-huh. and you can bubble water or a bubble air up through the bottom of it and it's like water you can just stick your hand in it while the air is bubbling through it and then once the air yeah totally dry dry. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well and i think it's something if quicksand's a thing it could possibly be some kind of methane or some kind of gas bubble something releasing up through the sand and causing that to have that kind of um viscosity i guess for lack of a better term what do you think, yeah, old Scary? I think, you know, uh, in my uh, field of research, it wouldn't be too much of a shock for me to assume that some of these these quicksand pits, it's because there's some type of chamber, there's some type of man-made structure underneath that particular pocket of sand. And there could be a natural spring, there could be, you know, something buried, essentially, and that when certain things coalesce, it creates like I think the quicksand's temporary. I don't think there's That's... like a permanent quicksand area. I think that it comes and goes, it ebbs and flows. And I wouldn't be shocked to if somebody discovered one day they dig something up and they say, Oh, well, there's a lot of quicksand happening right here. And they it ends up being some type of structure that was buried, and then there was a natural spring that may or may not have uh acted as a as a natural bath source you know like an ancient roman bath or something like that or you know that the ancient romans had plumbing they had yeah. heated they had heated water before christ yeah. you know it was lead 
it was lead, so it was you know poisoning people. But that's, that's besides the point. I think some yeah, of them might I've have seen popper. stuff on those on those. Um, I forget what aqueducts? they were called. The aqueducts the aqu- is that what they were called? Yeah. That, where they they'd start up high and then it yep. tapers down at just a just the slightest degree for miles and miles and miles on end to yeah, bring a constantly running just coming right off a river up I higher. Still, yeah i still we still have one that's what that's where i get my water from is the hetch hetchy and the hetch hetchy water system comes from yosemite valley here to the bay area mm-hmm. and it's a gravity it's a gravity fed system i mean it's it's enhanced now with machines but that happened actually very recently up until like i said recently it was actually all gravity fed so when it snows in the uh, Sierra Mountains in Yosemite Valley, all that snow melt goes into a reservoir, and then all that water goes into an aqueduct, and it travels about 200 miles uh, west to the to Silicon Valley. But anyways, so That's the thing with quicksand, yeah. So the thing with quicksand, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that was the case, and I also wouldn't be surprised if it was some type of old well, you know, something like that. Like somebody dug somewhere you know, eons ago, it got covered in sand. And occasionally because of an underground spring, there's some air, like he was saying, like moral Bob was saying, air comes up and then it becomes, you know, less, um, I guess, less viscous or or somewhat, somewhat bit semi-viscous. It it changes its state of being. It's no longer just sand. It's almost like it becomes, yeah, like liquefaction or like, like, you know, like Chud was saying. So, I mean, who, who really knows? I know, because it's kind of the same as, as oil. When we talk about oil fields like in Kuwait or you know, Saudi Arabia, they they don't tell us the truth. Okay. And I've seen videos and they show that the shit is just coming out of the ground. They can yeah. go behind a sand dune and there's just oil just bubbling out of the ground. You can't tap those nobody, things out. Yeah, it's 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 a myth. You know, this whole it's a it's a it's a false scarcity to drive up prices, to create panic, to justify regulations, so on and so forth. But those are real and people do get caught in those. I mean, you you can walk into one of those by accident. So but, you know, I never really thought of quicksand being like a psyop. I never thought of quicksand being like a huge misnomer or even. I have to look into that. That's very interesting. So, so the reason I was thinking that is less that it totally doesn't exist. You know, like all the things we're talking about make make total sense. But what if um, what if mud floods were real and they were closer to being a big quicksand events, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what covered up. That's where some great resets happen. That's where that's why Easter Island essentially disappeared, with except for the tips of their heads. It's where, where those walls went. Um, you know, what if we have all kinds of structures under our feet that all got filled in? And right. in the what time if there of, was a massive cataclysm that sunk everything at the same time. Sure. Exactly. You know, and um, and heck, I mean, we could even uh, uh, put on our, our tinfoil hat and pretend like we believe in space for a second and say that a meteor comes and hits and shakes the earth so hard that everything liquefies for just you know, whatever period of time, an hour, a minute, six days, you know, some, some period right. of time and everything resettles and looks completely different afterwards. And very few people, people survive. But if there was a reason to cover it up, I think kind of like hiding it in plain sight, 
by making it a trope of every Western film, every Western mm -hmm. from the 1950s, when they would be, uh, they'd be coming out to the, to the new West. There was a major concern so much so that like, before thinking about this, I would have told you, I know what to do. If you fall into quicksand, you don't <laughs> struggle, don't struggle. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. Little things I picked up because the more you struggle, the faster you go down, you need to stay calm and call for help and try and find a vine or a rope or, you know, something like that. Uh, but, but then when I read about it and it's like, ah, now nah, you can't really go more than half your, half, half your body can go down but you won't ever sink all the way down. I don't know. They gave some physics reasons that went over my head. Um, but uh, it's kind of that hiding it in plain sight of we bombard you with it. And also nowadays, like my son really pointed out to me, it's in every video game. Every video game mm -hmm. has when you're, when you're in the desert level, there's a point mm -hmm. where you can stand as your, as your character. And if you take one more step forward, you sink into the sand. Um so it's just it's just in our heads that that's a thing. And then if anybody's real smart about it, real smart like me, you know, and you look at Wikipedia, you find out that you can't die like that. And then you go, oh, OK, so that's not even anything to worry about or think about. But yet maybe quicksand is what reshaped our entire realm and gave us some of the yep. biggest resets. Maybe even well, the Great what Flood. It... What if the Great Flood wasn't even a water flood? Right. Well, and what if it's something that's controlled? Have you ever seen the movie Dark City, where they control <laughs> no. things underneath the the world? There's a there's a they reset can move every things. night. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if it's something like that, and it's a mechanism that shakes everything, and it just sinks everything, so they can start over. Mm -hmm. I mean that that's not outside the realm of possibility. You know, I was going to say earlier when we were talking about religion that, you know, I think I think god could just mean beings like us that have technology we don't know about you know because god is just a word for something we don't understand same as angel demon devil you know these are all words for things we just can't really comprehend um and it could be as simple as beings that are similar to us um that have technology that we don't have yeah that's you when know? you get into that's you get into the anunnaki right mm-hmm that's the kind of ancient aliens uh history channel kind of thing and you know i think that there's some there's some there's something going on with those bags that they all have in their hand yeah and that's, they're, they're, that they're, is fascinating and there's definitely there was an ulterior motive for the invasion of iraq in 2003 there's been a lot of people talking about now that it's been two decades you know about how they had these secret missions to go and find the stargates in babylon which is yep. iraq and the gold and the treasures that they took out of Iraq, and uh, what's well, they what's took over the museums and the libraries first. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's and a little, little sus. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm talking about I'm talking about the Allied forces here. I'm talking about the United States uh, military and the Department of Interior, the Department of um, what was it called? The uh, not uh, you know the the people who are in charge of like. The natural history of of um I mean, they had archaeologists going in there that were protected by the military but these were separate operations from military operations there was no battles going on here they were going to remote areas where and then if you look okay i don't get to like 2016 you know era but 
the the emails with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And you can go and search those because of WikiLeaks. You can search by keywords. If you haven't already, if you guys don't know about this one, is you search um, Gilgamesh, and there's an email from Hillary Clinton where she talks about like the, the the court. What are the court? She asks specifically what the coordinates to the 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 the, the temple of Gilgamesh, and like she's talking about fucking Gilgamesh is the point. Yeah, and. And then she talks about, um, I think Ishtar, and there's the gates to Ishtar in Babylon, and all this should be of no interest to that in quotes woman, right? And you go to Hollywood, and they have a um, a replica of the gates to Ishtar, and you can look that up too. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Um, And so, but then you get the Stargates, and you know the show. Everybody thinks of the show or the movie, you know, Stargate, but they're real. Like they look the same. They were built thousands of years ago in Babylon and they're a big ring circle thing with like steps and shit. And there was a lot of, um, a lot of speculation that the, um, the West, you know, United States and, and Israel, Mossad wanted to get control of that area. And Saddam Hussein himself knew what was going on and he was keeping it secret and he had all these treasures and artifacts and his, you know, uh, palace and shit. And they took all that shit out too. And they got a bunch of gold and got a bunch of old, you know, uh, weapons and all kinds of things. And a lot of gold, a lot of gold bars. And that's a whole other thing, but seriously. And then there's some stories. All right. There's some stories of Marines and, and uh, Navy SEAL guys. And they said like, we went into these caves and then we heard things. We heard like, mm-hmm. like, like beasts or like some wild fucking animals were being locked up in these caves. Like yeah, crazy shit. stories about sandworms, sandworms and stuff like that too. Sandworms, fucking giants, you know, giant uh, in pe- Afghanistan that that like killed like four freaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That talked about. You get into crypt. It gets into like kind of really like spooky, like cryptozoology type stuff, and. Um, yeah, look into the the tomb of Nimrod, the King Nimrod, you know, and there's a whole thing about that. There's some video floating around. I don't know if it's Og. real or not. What's that? Nimrod and Og. They're yeah. both, you know, giant. I think kings. there's a yeah. lot of room for a lot of these wars to really be mm, attempts at destroying, maybe not destroying history, but destroying our evidence of history. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people nowadays are starting to talk about that with the civil war, that the civil war was destroying, um, architecture in North America, mm-hmm. the, um, the war of Northern aggression. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, look at what's going on right now. You know, not that I know too much about it, but we got, we got all this uh, Russia and, and Ukraine uh-huh. stuff. Well, we're talking like some serious old world shit over there too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what's actually going on or what's being destroyed or not being destroyed or if anything is even happening over there. But it wouldn't surprise me if just like we're talking about now with the Middle East if in 20 years from now we start hearing from different people who are saying, you know, especially if this were to escalate into an in quotes hot war where we're like sending troops over and, you know, doing stuff if we start hearing from people like Oh yeah, no, we were looking for ruins of old buildings and destroying mm-hmm. those, you know. Yeah, I mean Vladimir Putin declassified some documents. Supposedly they mentioned Tartaria, but 
the thing that you have to remember is that the Tartarian people still exist. The Tartars are in, I mean, say here's Russia. It's like up in the north. Uh, it's it, they're legitimate people. You can search, you can Google search, you know, the Tartarian yeah. people, and they still dress. You know, they have their their garb and they have their dances, and they, it's a whole type yeah, of people. I, I yeah. have a theory about that. That the reason that America wants to attack Russia so badly is they are the garters of um, the North Pole, like where mm-hmm. oh, where yeah. the mountain in the middle is. And they well, the, are the, the garters the, of it, and that's why they yeah. want access to Russia is so they can access that portal that's in the center of our realm. Well, the, here's an interesting thing that's that's a uh, I mean that that's interesting as well. But there is something that's that's very tangible, and you can look this up and everything. So in the what is it the um, I guess the the Arctic Sea, yeah, the the northern part, you know, whatever, right. the top of the world. There's a passageway that's opening up now, and that they could theoretically ship goods from from Europe from anywhere over there via russia via siberia over into the hudson bay okay and then down into canada into north america and the the territory is like it's very thin it's being argued does it belong to norway does it belong to russia does it belong to canada or even the united states because there's a little sliver there by alaska where the northern territory it's it's going to be a contested thing i remember seeing a couple of years ago about that passageway. But I think that the problem with that is, is if people are going up there and exploring, you know, they're going to see things, you know, like he was saying guardians of, of this, this mountain or what maybe some people refer to as the summer gate and the summer gate. If you're hip to flat earth and the, the multiple continent theory is that we're just in this little ring and that outside of our ring, outside of the ice wall, is other continents that we can't see that we're kind of like in this like crater. And uh, there's some, you know, people are doing research on that and, and talking about crater earth. And so the summer gate is this part of the ice wall that thaws out in the summer and allows you passage to these other continents. And uh, there's a whole thing about the Epcot center in, in Disney world, you know, being like a model for that. And uh, well, that's I, interesting. I, have you seen yeah. Dave Weiss's stuff on that, where you can trap, track um, shipping container ships, and they're like two hundred miles inside of Antarctica? Yeah, which yeah, basically yeah. Basically, means they've gone through there, and they're going. There's out some passage. And... There's some passageways. Yeah. yeah. One. Every single president has been to Antarctica. Every Secretary of State Trump sent warships to Antarctica. Um, yeah. So you know, Antarctica no, I mean, is a big fucking question mark, man. Uh-huh. There's, there's, I want to say there's, there's something, something going, going on, on. <laughs> but I think it's more than something fishy going on. I think there's so much shit going on out that way. Right. You, I would you know, hard to believe Admiral Byrd and his journals, uh-huh. man. Like, there's yeah, some Operation... crazy shit out there. Operation Reading about Hijab. Admiral Byrd in my 1948 uh, Encyclopedia Britannica is quite fascinating. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, want to get into that? Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. You get into into New Schwabenland, yeah, and uh, you know World War II and the Nazis and stuff like that. And there's correspondence. Isn't, between isn't it interesting? I just like pointing out with that New Schwabenland, we got Klaus Schwab. 
you know, mm-hmm. German Klaus Schwab here and we had new new Schwabenland and you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All of that's so so wild. I think yeah, we should a... mm-hmm. I was gonna say I think we should probably wrap up before we start going too far. Yeah, out into we're gonna Antarctica. start a whole other podcast. <laughs> but I am way open to talking about some Antarctica shit because hell yeah, man, that place is. I mean, you want to talk about an enigma that's huge? It's right there for all of us to look at. And I tend to subscribe, as I think maybe from what you're saying, both of you are that we're we're in a ring. Antarctica is a ring that goes around us, not. Uh, a landmass yeah, at the bottom of yeah, the globe. They, 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 they shot down Amelia Earhart. She tried to fly around. You know, she was the first, and the, they shot her down. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a whole thing. From Howland and, uh, Island, I would even say. Oh, there's there's people, there's videos of people nowadays trying to go to the, the, the really high, the ice, and they, they, they get bombarded by people. There's just always people there Yeah. to keep people away from that, and you got to have special clearance and shit. Yeah, you're right. Of I course, mean, we could go on a whole thing about that. And of course, I'll tell there's people the... who pay a shit ton of money to go on a on a cruise where they get off yeah. the boat and then they go, then they Deception. hike, they hike Deception. to the yep. South Pole, and there's a Deception sign there island. and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the real, right. It's like, not how the could you even think that that's the sign? Even even the Globers, how could you think you could hike to the pole in the middle of Antarctica? Like, yeah. uh, like yeah. you're talking called, about hundreds of miles, thousands of miles, even. Mm-hmm. Like, it's called that's it's insane. Called Dece- it's called Deception Island. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. It's called wild, fucking Deception man. Island. That, that and they see some all. penguins. It's not the mainland. You know, scientific researchers can go there, but yeah, where the tourists go, it's just an uh, it's just a little string of islands. What's that? An arpeggio? I can never say that word right. What's that word? Or Arpeggio. Oh, Arpeggio. Yeah, yeah. Arp, yeah. Arpelago no, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a weird that's, word. That's music. That's music. I know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> Archipelago. There oh, is, is that what it is? Oh, okay. They, there yeah. you go. In my that's head, it's the, always just yeah. Arpeggio. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's called Deception Island. And then there's Rothschild Island. They got a fucking yeah. island out there named yeah. after them. Look at the names of the places yeah. that they actually put on a freaking map. Of Antarctica, I think, I think that'll I think that tell you a lot is, right there. I think that place is hell. I'm right, just sum it up really quick. I think it's hell. I think that there's literally it's a it's a giant frozen fucking desert, and there's a reason they don't want people just going out there and setting up shop. I think that there's uh, there's some demonic there, there there's something weird going on out there. But I we'll say I think it's to... just a passage to a to possibly a better place, and they just. I mean, think about all the movies that are about a trapped-in city and civilization, and when they get outside of it, they're like, "Oh shit! Look at all this yep. awesome stuff out what here." If, what like if what if that ice cave. wall? What if that ice wall is the gates of hell? And uh, yeah. guess 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 which side is hell? Yeah, right. this side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, this, this is, is the bad place. Man. This is this is where we got sent, you know, or. <laughs> our ancestors or you know yeah. or or whatever you know like we yeah. we were here and it they could turned be a this prison, into man. it could be like a it could be like a, a rehabilitation city yeah i'll do some i'll do some hardcore research on antarctica and we'll we'll come back and we'll do an antarctica uh, i think yeah. that'd be great I all love, right well I let's wrap antarctica. up there guys i deep on that before so 
let's wrap up there and uh you know not get too cold not to get too mm-hmm. cold we'll, we'll go to the north pole but i think the that the that the antarctica stuff the anti-arctic because that's what that mm-hmm. is you know right you got the mm-hmm. arctic is the north and then that's the anti-arctic the antarctic mm-hmm. So let's let's stay let's stay out of there the... for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we'll wear our extra warm coats next time, and yeah. uh, and we'll head out that way. Awesome. All right, uh, old scary. You want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to get the YouTube back on. So check out the YouTube uh, channel. It's Old Scary World, uh, and then also the Instagram. You can find me by searching Old Scary World or at Mud Flood Memes. I'm on all all those things. There's links to everything. Um, trying out that uh, that Twitter, you know, the X uh, app. Oh, they yeah. don't censor they don't censor me as much on there. But uh, yeah, I'm on Bandcamp as well. Oldscaryworld.bandcamp.com. Oh, I've check out my music. Out. Yeah, and then I got some I got some merch on there too. And then obviously Oldscaryworld.com is. Yeah, I, I always it. like to push your your merch. You make some killer merch. Yeah. merch it's it's the kind of stuff that just makes people think. Yeah, and, uh, check out conversation check out the, starters. Uh, ch- check out the uh, shoot your local fentanyl dealer T-shirt. That's that's yes. new, hot off the presses. <laughs> um, uh, you guys, um, let me just let me just plug it really quick. I'll show you guys. I got one right here. Yeah, I got like a, I got a I got a hundred of these things. I've been selling them locally, but you can find them on the Bandcamp. But uh, I don't know if you guys can see that. Let's see. Oh, it's not focused. Oh, oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's oh. on. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, I saw it for a sec. It popped up for uh, a second. I don't know who's gonna see this. Who's got the? You know, is this behind a paywall or? No, no. This is, but we do. I there, pretty much only is. released the the audio. Uh, so yeah. yeah uh, whatever you can you can check it out. It's on the Bandcamp. I'll send. I think I sent you a link. But anyways, that's that's it. Just search. You know, you can just search Old Scary World on Google. Like I come up. Well, do you come up from that? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know, you got something unique when you can search Google for it and bam, yeah, right. there and you are. That's uh legit bats always, always pointing out that, yeah, you can just search us because no one else uses the term legit bat, <laughs> but <laughs> all right, fellas with that, I will bid you adieu. I'll put some links in the, in the show notes for all your stuff, scary. And everybody also check out Bob on, on Instagram at, Oh, now it's coming through. Great. Yeah. Oh, at nice. the perpetual skeptic or at space is fake and gay because that's space how he rolls gay. <laughs> it is all right with that I bid you adieu later guys adieu. the autonomous commie republic which is part of the Russian federation is situated in the far northwest of Europe and spreads up to the Arctic part of the Ural Mountains. It's crossed by nine northern parallels. Ten fair-sized European states could be placed on its territory. Besides indigenous residents, uh, that is, the Komi people, there are also Russians, Ukrainians, Nenetses, Chuvashis, and Tartars. And now, let's go back into history a little bit. A boy lying on skins behind our backs was turning the knobs of a small transistor radio. And the tent was suddenly filled with an announcer's voice speaking commie. Then with music from Moscow, followed by English and French speech.
The recording was made at the Moscow Theater of Musical Miniatures. Now, back to modern times. Your attention, please. At the recommendation of the International Time Bureau, commencing at 23 hours, 59 minutes, 60 seconds UTC, an extra second will be inserted into the NBS time scale. This adjustment is required to maintain internationally coordinated universal time as broadcast from these stations in close agreement with UT1, or astronomical time. WA6OTB with a question. And, uh... Do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? And about power. Do you we got so much power now. Do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? We got so much power now. That's ridiculous. Do you, do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? Power and all that. That's power. We got so much power. That's ridiculous. We have power, 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 power now. It's ridiculous. We got so much power now. Do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? It's not even funny. Do you That's ridiculous. Do you know how many? It's not even funny. Do you That's ridiculous. Do you know how many? That's that's ridiculous. Do you know how many times? That's ridiculous. It's not even funny. You It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? It's not even funny. How many time zones? Yeah. We have we have four in this country, right? How many time zones? Yeah. One, two, three. Four in this country, right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, four. One, two, three. Yes, sir. Right? One, two, three. Yes, sir. Uh, -huh. uh four. Time zone? Yeah. We have four in this country, right? Uh, no, sir. We have, we have... Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. And, uh... Do you know how many time zones they have? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, four. Uh, no, sir. I never really studied that up. Study Eleven. Eleven. It's not even funny. That's Eleven. Eleven. That's, that's ridiculous. That's Eleven. Eleven. Well, that's what we can do. We can go anywhere because we live here. We can yeah, go but, anywhere else. But not only not only the right of free travel, I'm saying eleven. Eleven. One, two, three. Yes, sir. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. That's how big they are. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven. That's how big they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can believe that. I'm a firm believer in that. You're right. One, two, three. Uh, four. Yes, sir. One, two, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Soviet Union's the whole half side of the world. Yeah. And we're just on a little, one little tenth of the globe. Yeah. They, uh, when you talk about fighting, we're a country that uh, we're a firm believer on Christ, and it's called help thy neighbor. Do not kill, do not, you know, steal, cheat, lie from everybody. That's why we have to have computers, because man, nobody is perfect, you know? It's not even funny. You and about power, man, nobody is perfect, you know? So what is your point? Nobody is perfect, you know? So what is your point, Glenn? There's, there's, there's two things you don't talk about. One's politics, and the other one's religion. You, you they can, the reason you don't talk about them is because they combine in each other. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how many time zones there are in the Soviet Union? You know what I'm saying? Don't you kid yourself. Thanks, Glenn, for the, uh, you know, just thanks for the, the good thoughts. This concludes our transmission to Oceania.
However, listeners in East Asia may continue listening on the following shortwave frequencies. 6110, 7230, 9565, 9760, 15160, and 15425 kilohertz. Let's separate the... Here it comes.